Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special Friday night edition of uh, In the Free Zone. As always, I got Derek with me. Derek, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How you doing? Yeah, and and much more importantly than Derek, we've got Dusty Grant with us tonight. Oh, sorry, Derek. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> He's standing right there, Nor. <laughs> Dusty, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing good. Uh, you know, we've been kind of following what's going on with uh, your music uh, you know it's what well, been uh over a year since we talked maybe even closer to two and yeah. uh i've been following what's going on with your music and in some ways you've been kind of blowing up uh i know in some ways it probably doesn't seem like that but uh so uh tell us how's it going it's good i uh you know it's up ups and downs it's a lot of that it's mm-hmm. a roller coaster man like you have a you have a run where you have really good announcements to make where you're just like bang, 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 bang. And you have these opportunities. And then all of a sudden you hit this like dead area and you have to reinvent yourself again and then figure it out and keep pumping stuff out. Um, and like what I figured out in the last couple of years is like, I just have to set goals for myself mm-hmm. and stick to those. And my, my main focus this year was that I wanted to release four <laughs> songs. Um, so we've got our third song recorded. We're approving mixes at the moment. We have a video shoot scheduled and then we have another, uh, we have a cover, uh, that we're probably going to release at the end of the year recorded as well. So that'll be the fourth release of the year. And that was my main focus. Right. I'm like, whatever happens along the, along the way, um, you know, we're going to take those things in stride and figure it out. But for the most part, it's just been like, I've had a goal that I wanted to put out four quality, four band, full band releases in mm-hmm. 2022. And that's what I'm going to do. And, and I'm just, I'm doing whatever I need to do to make that happen. That's great. Um, all right. So number three, just out. Uh, and that is when it all came crashing down. That's number two. Number the, the, two. Yes. The, okay. one, the, the one that's going to, we're going to have one coming out. Oh. Probably the one that we're working on mixes on now. Derek's going to die. <laughs> it's okay if he does we'll have us a good cry and go on <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep plowing, keep plowing. That's right. <laughs> but uh yeah we we released when it all crashed down uh six weeks ago right and that was the second release of the year so the third release will be a song called okay. i think i'm okay uh-huh. um and it's super it's definitely the most evil like darkest stuff i've put out as yeah. as, as this project so far so uh, it's a, you know, it's a, you know, you develop a bit of a chip on your shoulder, you know, you do you, as you go through it and you kind of see how the things work and go through life and how people are and all that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it's, sometimes it's hard not to get a little jaded towards things. And this song is kind of like a angsty chip on the shoulder, 
heel turn kind of song. So mm-hmm. when it comes to covers, how do you do that? Cause like you can't just record somebody else's song and then be like, Hey guys, I got a new song. Like what, a, what kind of what kind of like steps do you have to go through to like be able to post somebody else's music on like streaming sites? Uh, the first thing you need to understand is that you're not going to ever make any money from it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which what else is new for me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, geez, uh, you know, what am I not going to get the point zero 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 three cents per stream that I'm getting right now? Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it has to do with distribution and publishing. So you have to make sure that you give credit to the, where credit's due there. So if there is royalties to be paid on that, they'll get credit for it. Um, like even when you submit it to distro kids, stuff like that, you have to, uh, credit the songwriters and this will actually be the first cover I've ever launched. So I will have to probably do more research into that on how to do it properly. Um, but I've been, you know, I've been doing a bunch of launches, so it it shouldn't be that difficult to navigate because I see a lot of artists putting covers out now. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's happening. Let me ask you this, man. Like, so. If I was a if I was a Wichita musician, um, struggling in the struggling in the in the shit, trying to get things going, and I saw your last year and a half that you've had, I would hate you um, <laughs> a lot. I would hate you a lot. Do you feel that like people? Because with success comes people feeling like maybe you don't deserve it as much as they deserve all these opportunities that are coming your way. Do you feel the, the, that, that type of uh, attention on you? Uh, and if so, uh, what do you do with that energy? I definitely do. Uh, I've seen it in multiple times, actually. Um, friendships, friendships that I thought were friendships that were really weren't. Um, for me, I'm at a point now where like, I'm a grown ass man. And I've been in therapy and I'm dealing with my feelings and the things that are truly important and that kind of thing. And it's like, I saw a good quote and I can't remember who said it or it was a TikToker. It was whatever it was, but it was someone saying like, you never get criticism from people that are doing more than you. Um, and I have to look at it that way. Um, I've had a couple people kind of like betray me, honestly, you know, like stuff like that. And it kind of hurts your feelings, but it, it also kind of lets you know the the lay of the land and I'm getting better, sadly to say, like I'm getting better at like cutting people off. Um, so, so it's like, if, you know, if it, if it's not great, you know, it, if our relationship is not beneficial for both of us and there's no reason for us to, you know, to talk, let's not fake it. Um, but yeah, I've definitely noticed it. I mean, I've done, I've not, I've seen a tremendous amount of love. I'd like, I don't want to sit yeah. here and say the only thing I felt is hate because that is not true. Um, but I've, I've definitely felt some, you know, I've, mm-hmm. de- I've definitely felt some, I've seen some shady shit. Um, you know, people sending me inappropriate messages and commenting inappropriate things on my pages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm attacking people that you know are active in my community stuff like that where it's just like i don't know where that if you look at if you look at your last year and a half and if you look at it from somebody who's maybe jealous of you eyes you've had a great year and a half um but nobody knows what you went through to make those opportunities happen um do you feel like do you feel like this last year and a half um 
what was what was what was the damage as far as sweat equity as far as the amount of good news you got as far as opening for people and and, and other opportunities um, versus how much work you put into it. I mean, what are are these people jealous of anything that's worth of any value? Like, what what is this? Uh, uh, I mean, as far as like from a flat opportunity standpoint and getting to do cool things and having like things you can remember and be like, man, that was an amazing experience. I'll never get to explain. I, I'll never be able to explain how it felt to walk on that stage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm that value is immeasurable, you know, however, like as far as it being lucrative or me getting like bigger opportunities or looks from major stuff. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, as far as like, if you're wondering if it, if it's financially, um, you know, worthwhile or anything like that, I just finished July's books today. <laughs> for the year and i can tell you it's definitely nothing to be jealous of <laughs> so i mean like experience wise yes yeah. i mean i i that's... i there's nothing that anyone can that's something that i earned that i did that i accomplished that i worked hard for i put in the work to put on a good performance to do all that to put myself in the position and when the time came i executed because i did the work yeah. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing anyone can say to take that away from me because I did the work. And at the end of the day, you know, I, I know that I'm doing the work. I know I do this with a pure heart. If you're not on board with that, then, you know, have a nice day. We're good. Yeah. You know, that's it. Here's something too. you know, Dusty, to me, it, it's all about perspective. Um, so that's where this question is coming from forget the money are you having fun are you enjoying yourself uh for the most part for the most part honestly Uh sometimes i have really really bad days um you know i had one Mm -hmm. i had one man it hasn't even been a week (laughs) i think i had my last bad day six days ago where i was i just wanted to quit Uh um you know didn't feel like the juice was worth the squeeze um felt like it's you know i'm putting out this music to nobody Mm-hmm. doubting myself, feeling like I don't belong, feeling like I don't belong at the level I am, whatever it is, like just second guessing myself and making it miserable yeah. um, to the point where I was like, you know what, this would be so much easier if I just mailed it in. If I just said, hey, guys, screw you. I'm not going to make a TikTok today. <laughs> you know, I, that that kind of thing. I, I mean, right. I've, I've been there in the last so- week. Yeah, one thing, and and that brings up a, a great subject to me. Okay, so a lot of what you've got to do as as an independent artist is promote. Actually, as any artist, is to promote yourself on social media. Yeah, and, and and I you've done a great job of that from what I've seen. I'm I'm far from an expert on the matter, but it seems to me like you found new ways to do that, and you've done a great job of that. But what I'm hearing is, does that get to be a grind sometimes? The social media. Definitely. Um, definitely. Especially TikTok. Um, Uh for me personally, and I think it's probably different for everybody depending on where they get the most engagement. Um, but like on TikTok for me, I do see a value in posting to TikTok consistently because Mm -hmm. I know that when I do, I grow. I know that my following on TikTok grows. It's tangible. 
So like it's growing and it's organic and I'm not spending Mm -hmm. a dime. And then I look at my Spotify streams and I see that they're up Right. when I'm making more TikToks. Mm -hmm. I see my YouTube views are up when I'm making more TikToks. Right. But the thing is, like Facebook is where my grassroots group of folks are. Mm-hmm. So I tend to focus there a lot. And TikTok is all video content. So it requires right. editing and all of that. So mm-hmm. it's just it takes so much longer to pump out a solid piece. Even if it's a seven right. second video, it take might take you 30 minutes to make a seven second video. Right. And then it's a dud. And that was time wasted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so so you're like. Yeah, it, it is. It's a grind. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is like me wanting to share mm-hmm. and like build the narrative of, of what I'm trying to do because I'm right. not getting rich from this. The people that support this are real people that support this people I met on the road, people I went out and got one by one, my friends, you know, my family, stuff like that. So it's like, I like to share with them successes, but at the same time, I look at a week and I'm like, I got to post every single day about this show or about this thing or whatever. And sometimes it's, it's a grind, man. I got a family, I got a job, I got all this other stuff to worry about. Like sometimes me filling you in isn't my first priority for the day, but I feel obligated to do so. You know what I'm (laughs) Uh saying? Like it's weird, it's this weird balance, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, social media is, it's, there's a, a detachment from reality associated there, Definitely. you know? I mean, you've got the reality of your life. You got a wife and kids, you got a job, you got, you know, and, and that's all stuff that takes a tremendous amount of time before the music and, and, and all that, you know? And so I can imagine that. Yeah. And but, then you get, you get people that like the, that are the people that keep you doing it. You know, the people that uh-huh. support you, and through thick and thin, if you're within an hour of where they're where they live when you're playing, they will show up and bring you a freaking care package. Right. You know, people like that that sincerely like keep you coming, mm-hmm. they sometimes get neglected. You don't get to message them as much as you probably want to, or show them a piece of a clip or something that you want to do, because you're just not thinking of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you were, I work an 11 hour day, man. I drive home, I get home, I do my thing. I try to practice when I can try to be a dad, try to be a husband, you know, provide for my family, all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, sometimes man, just posting this on Facebook or making this video is just not a priority, Yeah, but it has absolutely. to be, you have to fit it in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Dusty, we talked a little bit about, um, some of the live performances you've done and some of the bands you've opened for. Uh, I, I want you to talk a little bit about that specifically. I know one of them is uh, a band that honestly has intrigued me as much as any band that I've run across in the last few years. Blacktop Mojo was one, but tell us about them. Tell us about some of the years that you've worked with. I mean, I, like the last year was a, an incredible run for me. It was definitely mm-hmm. the best run I've ever had of shows. Um, it, 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 it for all the sweat equity I put in last year, it, it started to, there was a small light at the end of the tunnel because I started to get some opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was the Danielle Nicole show. You know, she's a Grammy nominated blues artist. She's a right. huge, famous bass star. She's a mm-hmm. f- 
fucking juggernaut, you know? Right. And, you know, you get to open for her and it kind of set the tone. Um, and then we got the Daughtry show and then we got the Candlebox show and then we played yeah. with Blacktop Mojo and then we played mm-hmm. with Blackstone Cherry and we had like a sweet run of, I played a solo acoustic show at the Cotillion with a guy from American Idol. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like I, all of a sudden it was just like, bang, 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 bang. You have these opportunities and it's like, yeah, I, I took them all. Uh-huh. I, I, I didn't care how it happened. I didn't care why it happened. I was like, yes, I don't know if I can do it, but yes. <laughs> do I have a band? No, but I will find a band. Yes. Give me the opportunity. Give me that. And, and, and I, and I just did it. Um, yep. But as far as I've seen, like, having the opportunities to open for artists like that, you learn so much in such a short time, like how they carry themselves, how they prepare, Mm -hmm. you know, just being around during the day, trying to stay out of the way, seeing what it looks like for that level of production. It like puts things in perspective for you. You know, you just, you're, we show up with the mentality of like, we're a Wichita band, dude. We pulled up in here and, too many vans you have 10 tour buses over there you tell us where you want us to stand you tell us where you want us to put our stuff we'll stay out of your way we'll be done when you tell us to be done that kind of thing yeah and and if you do that with those bands like they they appreciate it because they probably work with a ton of bands that are trying to get their shine on this one show Mm -hmm. or whatever but it's like man you got to play the long game here you got to be a professional yeah. And Blacktop Mojo, Daughtry, Blackstone Cherry, Candle, all those bands, like being around them, you just see what a pro lifer road dog yeah. outfit looks like and how they operate. And there is no time for BS. Yeah. You know, it's they show up to work, they show up ready, they take warming up seriously preparing all that stuff. It's like you sit there and you're like, wow, I'm, I've gleaned so much knowledge that'll make me a better performer just being on this bill, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that's, that's been the biggest thing for me is like, it's been such a cool learning experience to see how it works and to see the type of effort those guys put in, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, all right, Dusty. I want to talk a little bit about an upcoming show that you have going on. Uh, you actually, it's three nights, the fine swine fest. Um, yes. I'm sorry. I, it's taken me a second here. There is the, 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 the graphic I was looking for. So you've got three nights there in three different, uh, venues. We've got Tim. I'm going to let you talk about it for a second. Yeah, they, it starts on a Thursday night. It's Temple Live on Thursday, Brickyard on Friday, and then the Cotillion on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, it's a tribute for Kenny uh, to raise money for his son. And that's really what it is. It's a, it's a tribute to a guy that did a lot for the music scene, you know, not only here in Wichita, but across the nation, honestly. Right. I mean, touring artists from all over the country that I've worked with on promo projects, everybody knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's such a good guy and he got taken from you too soon. Um, so we've Jason and Daria, his wife, and and they've put together an amazing event to try and, you know, honor his legacy to celebrate his life. 
And that's what this show is. And to be able to play it is humbling. And I'm honored every time I get to play it because it's, you know, it's for a good cause. Right. And here's uh, night three specifically, I think. Yes. Yeah, which is at the Cotillion. Yeah. Yes. And if you're watching right now, the chan- there's a very good chance that I'll be singing some clutch songs with Kennard Skinner that night at the end. So it's well, going to be go. a, I'm going to be we're going to be performing a set and then I'll probably do some clutch songs at the end as well. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we're just it, it, just trying to make it epic. You know, Jason told me a lot about him and Kenny talking about doing something like this um, even before he passed. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was important to Jason to, you know, kind of carry on his legacy and Daria, obviously. And, and they've done an amazing job putting it together. And it's been something that's just like it's been one of those things. that's a no brainer. You know, I just want to be a part of it and help however I can. And that's yeah. that's the main thing around this one. Like, it's just I just hope Wichita shows up mm-hmm. uh, to pay their respects to a guy that really helped develop the music scene here because he definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything I've heard about Kenny was great. You know, and obviously never had the pleasure of meeting him, but everything I've heard about him has been uh, first rate. Um, and, and I know it's sometimes tough to talk about a man who was a friend like that, you know, that's gone. And so we appreciate you doing that, Dusty. Of course. Uh, you know, Wednesday we talked to Hugo Hernandez from Ether, and they're, they're part of, of night three there too. And, and he's he's really excited about it as well, you know. Yeah, I love those guys. They deserve a spot on there. I mean, you know, they they've hustled a lot and they've been hustling with me since I came up. And mm-hmm. and, you know, it's good to have those people there where it kind of feels like a local show because you're playing a bigger stage. And there's, you know, I like I, I do. I like playing the show. Of course I do. I'll play the show every year. But do I like playing the show? No, I don't. You know, I kind of yeah. wish the show didn't even exist. Yeah, I get that. That, that, that kind of thing. So it's like this mm-hmm. push-pull, you know. Yeah. I, I kind of felt the same thing when Oceans. It, it was like, it's just this push-pull. Like, I'm not glad mm-hmm. that that song exists by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, you know, that kind of thing. But however, the, the chance to honor a friend is obviously something that you have to jump on, whether it's hard for you or not. So. Right. Um, tell us about the Cotillion as a venue. What do you think about the Cotillion as a venue? The Cotillion's amazing. I've seen amazing shows there. Uh-huh. Um, and that's how I found out about the Cotillion. Obviously, I, I started seeing shows there. Uh, and then a metalcore band that I was in, we got to open for Trivium there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then you learn what it's like to play the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, man, I've been watching all my heroes play on this stage and now we're playing on this stage. <laughs> so it's a little surreal getting to play there whenever yeah. you get the opportunity. Um, but I mean, as far as the professionalism of the staff, the way people get treated there, the, I mean, just everything there is always on point. The security is mm-hmm. always on point. The food's always great. The service is always great. The sound is always great. It's like it's it's a complete gem of Wichita. Like people that yeah. come here, I'm like, if you haven't seen a show at the Cotillion, you probably should. You yeah. know, it's a it's a it's like a otherworldly experience. You know. Yeah, I, I've always loved the Cotillion as a as a venue. Uh, you know, the thing that strikes me, and it has an absolutely nothing to do with it as a venue, but the thing that strikes me is when I when I was around, you know. 
35 years ago it was clear the hell out of town oh yeah now <laughs> you know what like, i'm saying yeah, yeah. now yeah, it's I, in the middle of, live, now yeah. it's in the middle of town <laughs> oh i live west of the cotillion now yeah uh-huh. yeah the, the cotillion's in town compared to where i live yeah yeah <laughs> but it, it, it's nice when i play the cotillion because i live i don't live 10 minutes from there yeah so it's like yeah I'll, I'll see you guys over there it's great <laughs> talk to me about the fact that you are a Wichita musician. Um, how how planned was that? I'm guessing that you got out of school, applied for a bunch of jobs, and your your degree slash job endeavors made you a Wichita musician. Or did you choose Wichita? Like, I guess, tell me a little bit about you in Wichita. Uh, the job that I took out of college was in was in uh, Harper, Kansas, where I work. So I, I had the choice to move to a small town or to move to Wichita, which was the biggest city nearby. And coming from Omaha, Nebraska. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which is a city in itself. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't interested in the country life, like in the small town. Uh, I did that when I was in college when I played football. I didn't like it. So I moved down here, lived in Wichita. Uh, started commuting to work and then I was here for, I don't know, maybe a year or so. And I started putting stuff on Craigslist and things like that. It was like an APB to find friends. <laughs> like, I'm a musician. I need friends. I don't know anyone here. All I do is work. And so I started putting that out through, you know, through Craigslist and, uh, you know, I started meeting people. I started making friends, started joining bands, started doing stuff, trying out for bands. Um, And, you know, I've lived in Wichita ever since. It's where my career is. It's where my family is. And, you know, I've, I've just been here trying to make it work as much as I possibly can. Um, It's not always the huge market or anything like that. Um, it's, It's like, it's not even in the top 10 of people that listen to my music, which is weird to me. Like my hometown's <laughs> not even in the top 10, but yeah. it, you know, it is what it is. It's a smaller community. So mm-hmm. um, I love Wichita. I love the people in Wichita. I don't always love the politics in Wichita. I don't always love the way things are, you know, with what there is to do here. Um, but as far as like the area itself and the people, I love Wichita. The community here is is awesome. The musician community is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple bad apples, but that's everywhere you go. Uh, for the most part, I'm freaking stoked to be a part of it. And 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 I just 
I just, I just want to, I just want to keep putting music out. You know, that's the biggest thing for me. I just want to keep making music and keep making stuff that I'm proud of. Yeah. Do you feel like the Wichita scene supports that? Supports uh, what you're trying to do? As far as, I guess my question is, me being from Elkhart, where Norm's at right now. Like, if you, if we wanted to play a concert, we had to rent a building, which is like usually like the VFW or or like a, a round top by the fairground or something. We had to rent it, hire a cop to do security. I mean, we had to invent and make a show to have one. Um, do you feel like Wichita is a good place for young, inspiring musicians that are trying to have a taste of the music life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and on both sides, I mean, you can get, you can go play for free um, over and over and over again and play to nobody, or you can get paid gigs here. I mean, it's a it's a great place to cultivate your craft, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've been there too, even in Wichita. Like when the opportunities aren't coming to me, I'll hit up a venue or I'll rent a place or whatever. You know, we'll make a deal. So, like the show we played at Temple was that. I you know we reached out to them and we're like, hey, what do we have to do to put on a show because no opportunities are coming and I want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a band that's ready. I have music that's ready. I'm ready. I've never been more ready. <laughs> like, so I, I'm ready to play. I want to play some shows. If I have to make it happen, I'll make it happen. And I honestly don't think at this point in the way it is, and I could be completely wrong because I've never lived in Nashville. I've never lived in LA, you know, anything like that. But like, I think you can make it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Honestly, these days, you know, Wichita provides plenty of opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I saw last year especially like you know i had an opportunity to play in front of a lot of people last year and i'm very grateful for that opportunity i don't know if i'll ever be able to do that again you know so it's like i i i'm learning uh, you know as i get older i guess and it makes me sound lame whatever but like i'm learning to like i'm learning to enjoy things you know to Mm -hmm. to realize like this is a great opportunity i need to savor this instead of worrying myself sick (laughs) <laughs> about right. this like i i need to you know need to give myself some grace at some point and be like man you worked hard for this opportunity you know savor it you know yeah. that kind of thing and I've, I've been trying to do that more yeah that's one thing that that i see you know uh 35 40 years ago you know you uh if if you wanted to make it you you had to go to new york or la yeah. you know and uh now there are so many digital platforms and social media and all those things that are available to, to an independent artist to promote themselves that I think you can get more visibility for yourself, uh, you know, wherever you are. Um, and, 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 you know, I've seen how you've been trying to take advantage of that. But what do you think? Um, do you think that's true? Do you agree with that? Or I agree with that 100 uh, percent. I mean, I do. I You know, I do promotion projects for bands. And they're from all over the place. And it it all has to do with how seriously you take it. Um, You know, if you're putting out something quality and you let people know about it, they're going to find it. You know, people are going to listen to it. There's going to be word of mouth. If you half-ass it and you put something, you know, that doesn't really fit in your genre, you know, whatever the case may be, whether you like it or not, the environment we're in now is like, I have to put out professional-looking stuff. Right. I've set out, I've set a standard for myself. Mm-hmm. If I did something low in my basement now, people would be pissed at me. 
Right. You know, and, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. You know, I've been doing this since I started and I've saved and done things the way I've done it because I believe there's an opportunity no matter where you live. If you put out quality content that's authentic and true to you and you continuously do it and continuously do it like one way or another, something good is going to come to you. I have to believe that. <laughs> I have to believe that as an artist, man. Like yeah. I, I, but I, I do, I believe anywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. It has to do with, you know, how innovative are you? How mm-hmm. hell bent are you on making this work? Are you willing to make a, are you willing to make the sacrifices that are required to make to live in wherever you live and still make something of yourself? Can you, are you going to drive and play those shows? What mm-hmm. are you going to do? You know, that kind of thing. And I, I think it's, a, I think a lot of it's more, uh, I think the opportunities are there, but the, you know, the onus is on the individual. How much, how much work are you willing to put in? How much sacrifice are you willing to make? I, I mean, that's what I believe. Yeah. No, I, I'd say that all sounds about right. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I mean, it's like anything. It's like sports. It's like mm-hmm. any, like if you, if you want to perform at your best, you have to work beyond what your best is even you thought was possible before you even get to the point where you're competing, you know, in practice, you have to suffer, you know, you have to suffer when you're training. You have to like, do you think I want to play the same song eight times (laughs) over like every day when I get home, I'm like, okay, the next, we have a show Friday. So the next hour of the day is playing these same songs over and going through the motions, getting yourself conditioned, doing right. the vocal exercises, hydrating, doing all that stuff. Like, but that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much do you want it? And it, 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 I don't think it depends where you're at. Wait a second. You mean you have to practice? You can't just turn this on and off like a switch? I do. <laughs> I do. There's people that are out there that I think maybe can just pick up a guitar and just like uh, shred effortlessly. Uh, but something, I, something tells me I think for 10 years of their life, they played yeah, guitar for eight hours a day. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. I think some people have practiced enough that they make it look effortless. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I fully believe that. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it doesn't matter. Like you have so much natural talent. I'm like, no, that's almost insulting to me. Like I, like I get up in the morning at five 30 every day. I get in my car. I sing a gospel warm up thing that like warms up my voice. <laughs> it's like it takes 40 minutes and my drive to work is 42 minutes. Yeah. You know, so in the morning, the first thing I do is warm my voice up. I go work in a, you know, a nine hour day on the way home. I do a range extending exercise, which is 40 minutes. So that's 80 minutes of singing before I'm even home from work. And then I get, <laughs> and then I get home and I go downstairs and I plug my guitar in and I play through the song I'm having trouble with 10 times in a row. And then mm-hmm. I sing through it and then I play and sing. And yep. it's this mundane, tedious, meticulous, soul sucking process. <laughs> but when you play live and you have a little flub or something, or you lose your spot, you go right to where you need to be. Yep. And the mistake doesn't just completely derail you. Because your exactly. preparation, the preparation speaks for itself, no matter how mm-hmm. nervous you are, no matter how full of adrenaline you are, you know, in a sport, in a performance, anything like that, your, pre- your preparation will take over when you yeah. get to a point where like you're 
checked out because Absolutely. you're so freaking spazzed out about the opportunity or whatever it is. Yep. It's the reason you practice anything is so, so you know how to cope when everything goes to hell, you know? Exactly. And you can walk away from it going, okay, you know, I didn't have my best outing. However, I know I gave every ounce of free time that I had to prepare for that opportunity. I spent every waking second I had to prepare for it. So if I do walk off the stage and I take an L, I can live with that L because I know I put the work in. Mm -hmm. If I didn't put the work in and I know that I slap dicked it and I know that I didn't practice and I know that I rested on my laurels and that kind of stuff and I go have a bad performance, I will torture myself. Mm -hmm. I'll book another show at that venue <laughs> as fast as I possibly can yep. and practice for it as hard as I possibly can to get that one back. It's yeah. like a fighter that takes an L and they want to rematch and they get the opportunity and they want to get that one back. Like that's how I look at that stuff. And you know, I yeah. do everything I could. If I, I know if I, if I know that I did everything I can possibly do, I can accept the results, consequences, whatever mm -hmm. it might be, you know, a lot better than if I know that I sold myself short. Yeah. See, Dusty, what, what I did um, we just played in Kansas. I uh, <clears throat> practiced twice in three months. <laughs> Went on stage in front of a packed house, buddy. Woo! Big crowd. Yeah. Sang yeah. terribly for an hour. And, and now then you're I got off stage. And you should have seen the accolades anyway, bro. People were like, yeah, bro. They were all wasted, Dusty Grant. Like, but, they thought I sounded amazing. But you um, didn't because I saw your posts. Oh, no. I so, saw yeah. your posts like, boy, your boy can't sing. Oh, you're right. Terrible. I saw that. You were beating yourself up. Don't try to tell no, me so, that. But you know what, though? Honestly, man, like, it did – it did open my eyes up to that uh, singing for an hour in front of people is not easy. No, it's not. No, it's try not. Playing, try playing guitar and switching pedals and changing guitars. See, I used and that to. Kind of this shit. is another thing you need to do. Hire a nerdy white kid with a music degree to play your guitar part like I do. Dude. <laughs> there you go. Well, like, Okay. Totally get it because I've thought about it. I'm like, it'd be so easy to just hire a guitar player, and then I, you know, I could just be standing on the monitor all night, yeah, <laughs> singing my beautiful lyrics while but singing songs. When you get going, and then you have a show out of town, and you have an extra member that can't play guitar, you have to bring a guitar, an extra guy along. Yeah, the logistics change. Now and, you can't bring a merch person because you're bringing the guitar player, yeah. and then one of you has to work merch. And here's the which thing: which is a shit show yeah. if you're playing one of those big shows. So it's like, yeah, I better. And, Jason's like, it's best if you just learn this, dude. Yeah. And here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize: this is a perishable skill we're talking about. Definitely. You lay you lay that guitar down and, and don't pick it up again for six months or eight months, or in my case, twenty five years, and then pick it up and try to do something with it. Oh. You know, it's it's gone. You know, I, like, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a, a, a slight break right now because I was burning it at both ends, and we did two uh -huh. shows this last weekend. And I played guitar a couple times this week, and then we had a really hard rehearsal Wednesday 
but Thursday and Friday I'm taking off and I'm back on tomorrow. But like, I never take, I never take more than one or two days off playing guitar, especially as I've been playing with Jason more and Jason and Chris are like, they're both virtuosos. (laughs) So a guy that's terrible on guitar, I mean, he's like, we're playing the B. I'm like, where's that then? <laughs> you gotta where it is. He's like, it's, no, like it's, it's on your E string on the third fret. I'm like, which one's that? <laughs> you know, and, and and so I like, but it, it takes a ton of work. I mean, it takes yeah. a ton of freaking work. And I, I mean, I love the work because I love the thought of like. I know we have a show this Friday and then we rehearse on Wednesday right before the show and we're tight as shit and you're shredding it. You're like, Oh yeah, we're ready. Let's go. <laughs> but it takes you, you know, you're nervous as hell building up to that. You know, it's just like, it's like getting prepared for a game. You know, when it's game time, when you run through the stuff to run on the field and go play, like it's, it's go yeah. time. Yeah. And that's something too, Derek. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> dusty. I know you were an athlete. Yeah, you do. You look an awful lot alike. <laughs> I know you were an athlete before you were a musician or, well, let's face it, you you probably at the same time, you know, because yeah. being a musician started a long time ago. But, but yeah, you were an athlete. And how much does that discipline that it takes to be an athlete transfer over to what you do now? It's everything I do, mm. to be honest. Like, I, I mean, I... <laughs> from playing football, like the, the biggest thing I learned was like, you're going to, you have to put the work in and you have to be there and you have to show your teammates that you're going to be there. Hell or high water when it gets tough, whatever it is being in a band, you have to be that same way. You know, you have members of your band that go through trials and tribulations, personal problems in their life, stuff like that. You got to hold people together. There has to be leadership. There has to be a camaraderie like you get playing sports. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the individual craft of being a musician, there's been nothing better for me than the martial arts background. Right. Because like in jujitsu, man, it's one-on-one it's you <laughs> against the other guy. You have nobody to blame, but yourself, if you don't put the work in, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And you, you like you, you're, you're, you're humbled immediately and you're forced to hold yourself accountable. And I think sports do that a lot. And I think especially for young men, a lot of times sports keep people out of trouble. Yeah. Um, at a time when I probably would have gotten a lot of trouble, I was playing football mm-hmm. and I didn't want to get in trouble because I did get in trouble one year playing football and I got suspended and I didn't get to play. And I yeah. hated that, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But it's like, it, it's, it translate like the sports thing translates to everything I do honestly yeah. and and the mar- especially now the martial arts because it's a one-on-one sport right i n- nobody's forcing me to get home and play scales mm-hmm. i have to force myself to it would be very easy for me to sit down and watch reruns or sit down and right you know eat ice cream or sit down and do whatever but like i get home and i'm like all right you have two hours of free time the boys are at their class whatever you have two hours what are you going to work on Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's it's like that same thing. It's like I need to get my squat up. I need to get my bench up, putting in the work, doing the footwork drills in the morning. Yeah. All that kind of I do the same exact things for music. It's it's mm-hmm. identical. And it's so weird to think about it because a lot of the fighters that I talk with 
like even guys that fight professionally they're like man being an independent musician is a lot like being a you know a fighter trying to climb it's just mm-hmm. you you yep. have to find your way you know and you have to do the work and you have to figure it out and you're not going to get paid a lot and you yeah. better love it and you better have dedication because every like i want all the musicians out there to know that like i'm working when you're not mm-hmm. when you're tired and you're laying i'm working and it's like <laughs> it's the same thing with fighters like that those yeah. guys want people to know like when you're taking it easy i'm running six miles mm-hmm. <laughs> because absolutely when it, you know when it gets down to nut cutting time you want to show out you want to have your best performance possible and it's sports music whatever it is like the the reps the practice the diligence the changing your lifestyle to be thinner to play guitar better things like that like it, it relates to athletics and music and whatever you do like all, all that stuff translates to everything i do yeah yeah, there's a tremendous amount of self-discipline, you know, obviously involved in being an athlete and being a in being a musician. But let's face it, there's a tremendous amount of self-discipline involved in anything that you do that you want to be successful at. True. And, you know, 100%. and that's and that to me is one of the great values of sports is trying to teach young men and young women, you know, trying to teach them the value of self-discipline and dedication and and, and hard work, you know, and, and hopefully that's something they can take and then transfer over to life. Well, then it's like your, your decisions don't just affect you. Absolutely. You know, if we go on the road and we're doing a couple shows together and someone gets hammered and sounds like shit one night, mm-hmm. that's on you, but it's on all of us. Mm-hmm. The performance speaks for, you know, you're part of a team. There's exactly. camaraderie there. There's, you know, when you're on a team, you got to you you expect your team to hold up their end of the deal, you know, and, and it, it translates to everything in life. So it's like you can't you can't get away from that. You know, you can't get away from the you can come into a jujitsu class and think you're very tough. But the fact of the matter is, like, you're going to have to prove that you are in about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you're not. You're going to have to humble yourself and accept it and understand what it's going to take for you to get away from that position of being, you know, on the bottom of the food chain. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it takes years and years of and years of getting your ass kicked, getting humbled, reinventing yourself, reinventing yourself again, reassessing why you do it. You know, that it's, it's the same thing with music like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like different, different types of suffering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dusty, I'm going to throw some less serious questions at you here for just a minute. All right. Here's one. Uh, just off the top of your head, what's the best live album? The best live album. Yeah. Best live album. Is, ACDC yeah. Live. Trevino yeah. Live in Garden City. Trevino Live in Garden City is a close second. Yeah, it is. A- just... a- ACDC Live and then Trevino. Dusty, I sang so bad Norm left before we started. <laughs> he heard sound check. He heard sound check and was like, I'm yeah, out. It was, it was, it was bad. <laughs> you know, the main thing I remember from uh, from before that show is when the 
what when the subwoofer went off and it set off the alarms on the cars there in the parking lot. <laughs> this is all sounding super pro. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did our first when, song. We're like, <laughs> and we finished it, and our first song's a double song, so we hit them twice, and then. We're done, and you just hear like somebody like your speakers haven't been on the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I, when when I knew you might be in trouble, Derek, was when I showed up, and your brother asked me to help him with a computer thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just want Dusty to hang out with Trevino for a weekend. <laughs> And he's going to, like, regrow hair to lose it. <laughs> like, I'm going to oh have a panic God. attack. I'm getting so panicked right now. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, no, I, it was no. not terrible, but it it was uh, all those things that Dusty said about professionalism. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's hilarious, though. It's like, me and Dusty are buddies. Uh, we both we both play music and he's he's a lot better than me. No, hey, no, it's not true. It's not true. The fact of the matter is, like I like I'll sit down and nerd out to it. You know, I'm not any in any way, shape, or form better. I'll just well, if you're more. singing eighty minutes a day practice for your for practice you're you're better than me <laughs> okay i did right, it maybe fine. twice and i was like that's pretty good oh, all right fine. Got it. <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> so what we've learned in this episode so far is <laughs> Dude, yeah. if you, you want to have any kind of success but i think dusty's in this because like it's not money I think I, the money be nice if you yeah, could support yourself money. doing this. But if if money is what you were after, like you you did well out of school, you, you're good at your job, you you do okay with your job. So to me, it's not like you're not looking for like like the winning ticket as far as I'll never have to work again. I no. think like you're you're looking for an opportunity to work harder for harder than you've ever worked in your life, but on your own terms. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. That being said, I lost the question. Gone. It's completely gone. Yeah, there we go. I've worked for this opportunity harder than I ever have in my entire life, Derek. And then the question was, it's gone, isn't it? It is. Oh, oh, oh no. I think that you're in this for the... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lifestyle, like, like watching you. Well, like just, okay. Like, so does the the chicks and guns and fire trucks? (laughs) Most people that were, that were aiming for that. Like you were like, Dusty's doing really good. Like if, if Dusty was like just a guy from Wichita and he basically Dusty's doing good because he's doing things that like a label would do for him. So Dusty's like, he's like, he's like, uh, um, Axl Rose on the tour bus, except for all instead of drugs and chicks, it's like a laptop. And he's like, you know, trying to, trying to set up the next thing that he's going to do. Yeah. I think yeah. Dusty's addicted to the, like, so I, I was, I got to witness Dusty find out he was opening for Candlebox. He found out on my couch mm-hmm. and just watching his mind. Like it, it was, it was literally right. like he got an email and the guy might as well have just like walked over to Dusty and lit a match and just like, <laughs> And then Dusty, it just, just Dusty just erupted with like for it was it was kind of you weren't even like you weren't even like happy or proud you were just no. like yeah this is what happens when you kick ass okay and then you're like you just like turned into like this thinking machine dude and that was when I realized I was like his poor wife like oh this, yeah this guy is he is into this I think that you're you're doing this. Because you have to do this, I, I think. I, like, yeah, yeah, I'm obsessed. I like. I it's a it's a hundred percent. I admit it. Like I'm obsessed. I I, I want to see what I can do. I want to see how far I can take it. You know, doing the promotion projects that I've done, I've seen people ascend to very high levels, and I'm like, I can. I think I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing, and I like a challenge. And I've kind of been told no a lot in the last couple of years, which is the best thing you can do for me. Um, so my chip on my shoulder has never been bigger. You know, I've never wanted to work harder. Like I'm, I've lost right. 10 pounds. I'm running every day, singing, screaming, doing <laughs> like I'm ready to go. Uh, we're going to shoot a video in a couple, you know, a couple weeks and I'm going to murder it and it's a super dark song and it's heavy (laughs) i I, like i i just i love to do it i want to push myself i want to push it and take it as far as i possibly can and that's that's it i love to do it i i it's important to me to prove to to myself that i can do it you know i do it for other bands all the time i do things like that and it's like i I'm going to write the music I want to write. I want to play with the people I want to play with. I want to do it the right way. I want to be a good dude. And I want to outwork everybody. And, you know, the cards fall where they may. Like, you're 100% right, Derek. Like, I'm I'm obsessed with it. It's not something that where I'm like, do I have a choice? You know, am I going to do this? It's like, no, I'm booking another video shoot. Can we afford this? I don't know. <laughs> but we've booked it and yeah. I got the Airbnb and we're going and we're going to find out, you know, and yeah. we're going to see. And it's like, I'm fortunate that my wife supports it and all that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I've been told I'm too old, uh, too mainstream, not mainstream enough, can't market a solo guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard everything you could possibly hear in the la- especially in the last year. When Oceans took off, I started hearing some 
chatter from a few different areas and it was like love the song great voice too old yeah i'm like all right well you know i can't really help that yeah and if you put me on the road with people half my age i'll break them in one week if you want to see (laughs) (laughs) you know but but like you know i it's just this it almost shows you even more how like how fickle it is you know i if my if i had a million monthly listeners no one's gonna give a shit how old i am yeah you know what i'm saying exactly right i mean that's that you have to make at this point in the landscape that we live in today you have to go get it yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to you have to get it to a point where it is undeniable yeah for anyone to take a chance on you and by the time i make it undeniable i'm not gonna need you Mm mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? So I'll just yep. keep doing it myself so I don't have to sacrifice my integrity anymore. You know, and I, I, I did. I tried. I tried to play the game. I tried to play the numbers game. Tried to appease the gatekeepers of the active rock mm-hmm. gatekeeper world, if you guys know what I'm <laughs> talking about. And I hated every second of it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. This isn't, this isn't who I am. This is not what I'm going to do. Yeah. And some some people play that game and have a ton of success with it and more power to you. It just doesn't work for me. And I'm like, what's because they don't want you. I'm like, yeah, they don't. They definitely don't. I'm too old. Yeah. See, the <laughs> trick is to upload the wrong file to Spotify twice. Yeah. That's usually good. That's great for the algorithms to See, track. The, the labels that catches them off guard. They're like, what? what? Yeah. It really, it's really disruptive. <laughs> he had two streams on this on Tuesday, and then he took it down. And he had one stream on Wednesday. And now and it's the same the track with a, a two after it. it looks and he like. has four streams now. <laughs> no, that was that time I paid $35 and got like 8,000 streams in like three days. And I was like, oh, man, check it out. I took a screenshot. You know what I've learned <laughs> since then, Derek? And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it. I'm going to put it on blast right now. That playlisting stuff bullshit yeah i've completely gotten away from it the big streaming like paying to get on these playlists that play other music like yours and all i've done it for myself as like an experiment and i've done it for other bands and stuff like that too because some bands are playing that game they're in the radio game they need these numbers high but like i mean i got some insane numbers on stuff and i don't feel one bit of difference from it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like i feel like it's just this vanity metric fluffing thing i don't know man because you have to also take in consideration that how many people vibe with you and but they'll never like your post they'll never they're just not though they're just not wired to be somebody to put their their point of view out there like Mm -hmm. my my brother has a son who's 18 and he's from elkhart and he uh, he was in the he was like uh, we were in the kitchen yesterday and I guess one of his like friends was like you're in Derek Relaford's house the, so like <laughs> <laughs> he's a huge star I'm like, I'm, fa- I'm famous in Elkhart Kansas yeah, you there you go let me tell you something you are okay. that's Elkhart famous yeah notorious Elkhart. <laughs> Man, you want you want to do something, Elkhart? You come to me, buddy. Okay, I know, I know it. 
<laughs> but like, you know, come in here but, swinging your no, way like, in my town. That's he, right. My 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 nephew's telling me he's like, no, he's he's listened to every uh, podcast episode of of Elkhart tapes, and he's he he he's a huge fan. I'm just like, tell him to send an email. Cause I'm over here just yelling into the wind, thinking nobody's listening. And well, if there's some it. kid out there, like, oh, you're you're at Derek's house. It's like, bro, <laughs> like my page, like comment something. Like, it's insane. There. It's <laughs> insane, dude. Like, it's insane. You you sit there and like you you could go three months and think like the, I, I've spent my life savings to create this content these videos, these songs that I've got, like a dude, I don't know. I think when it all crashed down, it was like my 14th release or something like that. Like uh-huh. I released a lot of stuff in yeah. the last five years. And you think that nobody's listening. Like you sit there and you're looking at your stuff. And then all of a sudden on TikTok one day, you have a direct message. And some yeah. dude is like, I thought I had pancreatic cancer and thought I was going to die. I saw the Oceans trailer on TikTok and I went and found all your music. And now, like, I love your music and your music got. And then I found out that I didn't have pancreatic cancer and I'm going to live. And your music is like, means more to me than you could ever possibly know. And you're just like, <laughs> okay, wait. So, what I got out of that is Dusty's music cures cancer. Is that what I got out of that? Yes. <laughs> okay. There we go. Nice. That's it. That's the tagline for the show. Want to cure cancer? Wait till the very end. (laughs) There you go. But I know what you're saying. I mean, you're right. Stuff like that, you know, it, it, that's what makes it worth it. You you get 20,000 streams. And if 10 of those send you a direct message and like, Hey, my grandmother Mm -hmm. just passed away. And this song really helped me through my grief. You're like, yeah, you can't put up value on that no you know you can't you can't sit there and be like oh i need to sell eight t-shirts for that to be worth what like no (laughs) i mean that's like it's invaluable you can't you know you can't tangibly put a value on that at all it's like that that's why we create art Mm. absolutely well um i'm proud of you buddy are you i am man i like talking trash uh I like posting the memes. Me too. But no, I'm super proud of you, man. Like, because like everything that you do, like a big part of me wishes I did that stuff. But also a big part of me is just like glad that you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Like, I, I got a pretty sweet story about like how I dr- took a train across the country to sing poorly at a. <laughs> At an event that I planned. I, I told those people to be there. Like I said, Norm left before we started. He just saw me and he was like, Love nah. the show. Norm loved the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I wish I did all that stuff you do, but I, I love that you do it though, because like I get to watch. And then, you know, and well, I, I just, I like it, man. I like, you know, I'm rooting for you. But, like, I also see other people in your market who probably have jokes about you because it's but it's 100% jealousy. And they're all, I, I know, and I've never seen anybody say anything, but well, I've, I just know, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've, I've, I know I've, that I've there's people, people in person, and they didn't have a goddamn word to say to me. 
But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I know people exist that probably, um, case in point, when Mark got signed with Hinder, I had made fun of Hinder all the time, dude. But it was jealousy. My buddy was doing cool stuff because he applied himself. Um, but I, I really do think that uh, at the end of the day, man, um, people are enjoy that. Enjoy the fact that people are out there having a bad day because of your success, yeah, man. I'm but trying. also remember that uh, it wasn't free. You know, yeah. you you're grinding very That's... hard to to get this all to happen. I... You know. Yeah, if there's one, and Dusty, I know you know this, so I'm not really talking to you as much as to other people that might be listening, but if there's one thing that I think, you know, everybody needs to focus on, it's that, you know, you can, you only control what you do. You don't control how other people react to it. And so there's not much point worrying about what other people think or what other you you've got to satisfy yourself. And hopefully if you satisfy yourself, people will come along for the ride, you know, but, uh, you know, you've got to have a pretty short group of people, a pretty short list of people whose opinions you really care about, you know, it, it, and it gets smaller and smaller, yeah. you know, the, the list, the list gets smaller and smaller. And I, like, I, I don't, I don't take any of it. Per- like I'm really working on it to not take it personally. Cause yeah. I had some really shitty stuff said about me in the last year um, mm-hmm. by some real people that I thought were my friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, you know, consider the source, I guess. And it mm-hmm. sucks to say that. Um, but at the same time, like you're not going to run me down. You know, I've done this the same way for a long time. I've been the same person that I am and I'm, I'm getting better. I'm working on my mental health and I'm becoming a better person, mm-hmm. not a worse person. And if you're trying to make me feel like I'm a worse person, then I don't need to be around you. Yeah. And that's it. You know, you, as you get older and you could do this shit long enough, like you, you eventually get to a point where you're like, you can cut people off at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to do it you know, multiple times in the last year or so. And that's not even saying that I've had this huge level of success because I haven't, you know, I'm not driving around in a freaking Lambo. You know what I mean? I like, I'm still getting up and going to work every day, but I've had some people say some nasty stuff about me that has hurt my feelings. You know, to be honest with you, like I'm a human being just like anybody else. <laughs> that stuff hurts my feelings. And then I see it online um, and then when I see them in person, they don't have anything like that to say to me. Um, yeah. and, and that tells me all I need to know about that individual. Yeah. I remember my dad in his coaching office had a poster on the wall that said, every day forces me to add to the number of people that can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing more accurate I, yeah, has ever been said. I think what he really meant more than anything is, yeah, you got to not care about it. <laughs> A good buddy, a good buddy of mine that has been like more successful in music than I could ever dream to be. Like I was, I was feeling really, um, I was feeling really down on myself about some comments I was getting and stuff and some hate I was getting on social media and things (laughs) like that. And I was talking to him about it and he's like, you made it, buddy. <laughs> there like, you go. People are legitimately hating on you. That's yeah. great. There you go. <laughs> like, it's not great. It's so he's like, no, it's great. He's like, cherish <laughs> it. Relative. He's like, just keep doing what you're doing. It's yeah. as long as it's polarizing them one way. There like, you go. What am I See, doing? 
I, I talked all that crap on Hinder all those years. And then whenever I finally had the balls to quit being a, a bitch, basically, and talk to Mark face to face and be like, hey, man, I think your music's pretty cool, but it's kind of cheesy. I'm just going to say it, man. <laughs> and and he was like, dude, you want to see my favorite review you've ever gotten? And I was like, yeah, they had just put out an album called Take It to the Limit. And it was like some magazine cover with a trash can. It said, Hender, take it to the trash can. Like he had printed it. And he was like, this is why I'm in this. And he's like, he's like, people hate us. <laughs> and I think you're That's right, how man. you know like, you're doing something right. And, yeah. You know, he was, he, was, he was reading that newspaper from a house that he bought from music that <laughs> yes. apparently people hate so bad. You know, so yeah. it's like, I, I don't know. Like I... Haters can be motivators, man. And so, honestly, man, if people are talking badly about you, it means you're doing something right. Yeah, I agree. Hey, you know, I agree. Yeah, being a football coach for, you know, 30 some years, one thing you realize real quickly, especially once you become a head coach, is there's about 20% of the people in the stands that think you're an idiot no matter what you do. Everything you do is absolutely wrong. And, and there's about 20% of the people in the stand that think you're a genius no matter what you do. <laughs> so what you got to do is try to win over that 60% in the yeah. middle. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's probably a lot like politics. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I because I can. I mean, I can remember my high school football coaches like calling the parents down at practice mm-hmm. and being like, "Hey, all of you that are standing around at practice, thinking it's going to help your son play, he's like, <laughs> you're wrong. He was not here for summer camp. He's not playing in front of this guy who's going to get a scholarship this year." Yeah, and he would be like, "So as it's all out on the table. If your parents have anything to say about you not playing, you already know why." And it was like, it was over. The yeah. hate was over. He's like, "I know some of y'all hate me, but your kid didn't put the work in. He's not playing. That's it." Yep. And it was like, I appreciated that. Let's get it all out on the table. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dusty, listen, we know you've got a busy schedule and we know you got a family to get to. We've kept you for a little over an hour here. No so worries. We're, we're going to let you go, man. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. We, we enjoyed it an awful lot. Um, and, and you've always got a standing invitation on this show. Anytime you want to come on, you know, you're, you're absolutely welcome. Uh, as far I would love as, to come back, man. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. As far as we're concerned, you've got a home here. Uh, you know, we, we think of you as one of the family here. I appreciate you. All right. Uh, so, Dusty, we're going to let you go. Uh, I think Derek and I are going to talk about just one or two things, and then we're out of here. Thank you a lot for being with us this evening. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate we'll it. Anybody. Yeah, we'll All see right. you, Dusty. Talk to you all soon. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. That was great, Derek. Um, That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Next week, Wednesday, guys, we'll... uh we're, we're, we're probably not going to have a guest Wednesday, but we there are several things that I would like to talk to you about. Um, and obviously, one of the big ones is that, you know, high school football and high school sports are starting to uh, start back up again. Um, until then, remember always that In the Free Zone with Norm is a product of Back Home Media. Go to Back Home Media's webpage, check out the services they offer, uh, check out the podcasts, and 
as always, subscribe and download those podcasts. Uh, two particular ones that I always mention to check out would be uh, KMU, Kansas Missing and Unsolved, and also the Parentless Podcast. Those are both important podcasts. Uh, this one, I, I, I hope, is a fun one, but I'm willing to admit it's not important. Those two, to me, are important podcasts. Uh, Derek, anything you want to add tonight? Yeah, I wanted to say that uh, a, a previous guest of ours um, mm-hmm. has has sponsored this show. I don't know if I told you or not. Oh, no. So the studio, this stream yard that we're using, mm-hmm. um, that we use every week, it costs $25 a month. Um, right. But the upgrade that we need to get is $50 a month. So um, we now in the free zone is now sponsored at that $50 a month from high plains premier hoops league. Um, There we go. Yeah. They, uh, they are paying for our studio fees. And uh, so I'm going to be sharing some of their stuff throughout the, um, you know, throughout the show and I'll, I'll do a better job of it next week, but um, this is uh, some of the literature that they had sent us. It looks like they have, um, a league that's going to, you know, basically it's a league that they're trying to get going. Yeah, absolutely. And that's Coach Williams there in Booker, and you can see his phone number there, 210-996-5015. So, uh, you know, contact him if you're interested in the High Plains Premier Hoops League. That's great. Um, it, it, it's it got to be a worthwhile thing there, getting those uh, from third through eighth grade students playing basketball. And, you know, like Dusty said, the great thing about sports is it uh, gives – a lot of kids an outlet for a lot of energy and keeps a lot of kids out of trouble. And so that's one of the great things about some of these leagues like this. Yeah. Well, anyway, awesome stuff. Uh, Great show, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for being with us. We will see you Wednesday and uh, we're, I'm excited about the upcoming season and and some of the things that are going to be going on. And I hope you are too. And thank you a lot for being with us, guys. And we will see you Wednesday. Uh, well, I don't think it. I thought it. That's different. I said what I said and I meant it or lamented. Words given weight without thought and a person. The way that I talk and the way that I ought to be able to pause and to say that the fault can be placed on my arms. And this playful assault to disgrace in this arm. Pray for the day they could wait for the calm.